It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. I hope everybody had a great weekend. College football is here. Tennessee is still a week away from it being game week, but think about that. This is the last Monday show where I won't be talking about a game coming up later in the week. This week, Florida and Miami will play a game on Saturday with an early kickoff to kind of celebrate or start up the 150th year of college football. So we get college football on the field in a regular season game this upcoming weekend. Coming up on today's show, you will hear a lot from Jeremy Pruitt talking about the development of his team during fall camp, some of the consistency issues that Tennessee is trying to fight through, and you guessed it, the development of players along the lines of scrimmage. They are still working through combinations and still shuffling guys around the offensive line to find the starting five. Does that need to happen soon? It's got to happen in the next two weeks because Tennessee is getting closer to playing a football game. I'll get to all of that right here on Locked On Vols today. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you are already subscribed to the show somewhere, thank you. If not, you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, the third-party apps like Himalaya, Overcast, and Stitcher. Anywhere you find podcasts, you will find the daily Tennessee show, Locked On Vols. Again, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tennessee held a scrimmage at Neyland Stadium on Saturday. It was closed to the public. It was closed to the media. But Jeremy Pruitt did talk after the scrimmage. And he talked about young players who are doing good things, but also still have a lot to learn from a play-in, play-out basis, which is probably not all that surprising. But it's the biggest reason, I would say, we often wonder, okay, this guy looks good. Is he going to be able to play right away? And we know that Tennessee is going to count on. Tennessee is going to have to have some young guys out there right away. So we kind of sit back and wait to see which guys stand out with the chance to start or help immediately. The Wanye Morris, Henry Toho Toho conversation, Darnell Wright along the offensive line. We're going to get to that in a moment, but... The conversation can also be across the board. When we talk about players who are inconsistent, guys who are not giving the best effort on every single play, young players might be called out in that conversation, but it can be older guys as well, especially if complacency starts to set in. So Jeremy Pruitt was asked the difference in how Tennessee performed a week ago when it scrimmaged and how Tennessee performed on Saturday. This is Jeremy Pruitt's response. We had a a speaker last night. Inky came and spoke and you know, I've heard him speak before. We've done a fantastic job. Uh, talked about what it meant for him to to be at Tennessee, and uh, you know, just the, the the message that he shared with the players is is uh, right on track to what we've been talking about since we've been here. Uh, so there was definitely much more energy. Uh, you know, so my question is, do we have to come get Inky to talk to the team before we ever go out there and practice every day? Uh, But there was more energy to start practice, so that was positive. You're going to hear part of the message, a very small part of the message from Inky Johnson, but it will tell you why he is so effective. There's a good chance you've heard Inky speak before, the former Tennessee defensive back who suffered uh, a devastating injury in the 2006 game against Air Force. Inky is an incredible story, and he shares it so incredibly well. So you'll hear from him coming up in just a moment. 
But it comes back to the inconsistency question. That's still a challenge for Tennessee's football team. I also would imagine that's something that a lot of coaches around the country are talking about, either publicly or privately, that they're looking for more consistency, especially here in the middle of August. It's hot out there. You've been in camp for a little more than two weeks at this point. Florida and Miami have been practicing for more than three weeks. They actually have a game week here, so they're probably ready to go out there and play a game and get the season started. But uh, with Tennessee, it comes back to that topic, inconsistency. How big of an issue is that right now for Tennessee? Here's Tennessee's head coach. I believe that's probably uh, the biggest thing is inconsistency. Uh, Most all of these guys can do it the right way. Uh, But can we sustain? Can we, you know, can we put four plays together? Uh, can we put 12 plays together? You know, that, that's what we're looking for, right? So, um, you know, we'll have, we'll have to see that. I'm not, I'm not worried about the ability part. I'm worried about the execution and, and uh, really kind of sustaining, you know. When you, when you get somebody on the other side uh, that knows what they're doing, you know, and it's going to try to change the way you think, can you sustain and do it the right way then? So it, it is an execution. It's not an effort with that with that group. It's a, it's a down to down. Maybe one th- play they'll do no, the right play. But. Well, it's a, if you don't make a play defensively, um, either number one, okay, you're you're you don't know what you're doing right. You're not lined up right or whatever. Two, um, you know you don't you don't play with the right technique or three. You don't play with the right discipline, effort, or toughness to finish the play, right? So it's always somewhere in between there, right? It's a combination. That's Jeremy Pruitt talking about why Tennessee might be dealing with some issues with consistency, and there can be a number of different reasons. He also, by the way, during camp at at different times, has praised effort overall. So I don't think that's the biggest problem. And sometimes, if you're not playing with the best technique, it can be mental, which maybe can slow you down, which can make it appear like it's an effort issue. At some point, I think you'll hear Jeremy Pruitt during the show today mention having to go back and watch the film, and that's probably something that can give an idea to the coaches of what led to consistency issues. They're smart coaches. They know what they're watching, whether they're on the practice field or uh, watching in film afterwards they can pick up on that probably more easily than you and I can but it is a combination of of trying to learn trying to figure out what is expected of them and also maybe being in the month of August and it's easier for whatever reason to not go 100% on a play or two which is going to stand out as well I don't think effort though to come back to that is a real concern for Tennessee's coaching staff. I think the effort overall is there. <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt did, I think, kind of joke, do we need to have Inky come speak to the team before every practice or game? And by the way, that wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing. If you had Inky Johnson talking to the team before each game, you're probably not too worried about effort once they get out there. But I think a lot of it is when you talk about young players or newcomers or guys that are playing bigger roles this season than a year ago, that takes up a significant portion of your roster. And these guys are still learning on the fly right now. And Jeremy Pruitt also on Saturday talked about along the way, game number one, game number four, game number seven, you're going to see progression. I talked about that last week on the show. This is not a finished product of a football team, not even close. If it is, then Tennessee has big-time problems, but it's not. This is a team that assuming health in this conversation, we don't know who's going to get injured. Injuries are going to be a part of this process. But assuming somebody's able to stay relatively healthy 
and play as the season goes along, then I think a lot of these guys we are going to see play better. And if they come out of the gates and look slower against Georgia State or have a tougher time against BYU than you expect, that doesn't necessarily mean that Tennessee a few weeks later won't be good enough to beat Mississippi State when it comes to town or South Carolina when it's at Neyland Stadium or a few weeks later when Tennessee's going to Kentucky or up against Vanderbilt or Missouri. This team right now is not the team that you will see in October and November, and we're probably going to have to remind ourselves of that when we get to the start of the football season because it's probably going to be a team that at times looks like it is learning on the fly. That conversation comes back to the offensive and defensive lines as Tennessee is still trying to learn on the fly. Before the segment ends, though, I mentioned I wanted you to hear part of what Inky Johnson said to the football team. This was shared by Tennessee's Twitter account over the weekend. Listen to just a piece of what Inky Johnson had to say to the football team about appreciating the opportunity to play at Tennessee. When you get here, you're a part of something that's a lot bigger than you. It's cats that came through here before you, and it's going to be cats that come through here after you. And so while you're blessed to be able to do it, how about we do it in a way that has never been done before, and we raise the standard of it, right? The standard is the standard. We don't lower it, right? We don't say, oh, man, we Tennessee, but the standard is the standard. We compete, we fight, we scrap, we live to fight another day. We don't retreat against nobody. So you can tell why Tennessee's football team was inspired by Inky Johnson. You hear that and you think, I don't really want to hear Josh anymore in this podcast. I want to hear more Inky. I get it. I'll share a link to that Twitter video, by the way, in the show notes if you want to check it out. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, I'll get back to the line of scrimmage. Jeremy Pruitt talks about trying to find a starting offensive line and working through the development of the defensive line. That's right here on Locked on Vols. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I've told you about Locked on Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. You have to check it out. I have some drafts coming up this weekend. Vinny's going to get me prepared. He gives you the edge with more than 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. If you do, you're the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football is available on your favorite podcast provider it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. A conversation it seems like I'm having with you every single day now on the podcast is Tennessee's offensive line and Tennessee trying to find a starting five. But you know what? It's very important, and there's a reason Jim Chaney was seen spending a lot of time with the offensive line a week ago, and we'll probably see some of that this upcoming week. As Tennessee still tries to move guys around and find what might work best to help Tennessee find the best five for a starting offensive line. Listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said about the work Tennessee got on Saturday in the scrimmage, moving guys around and putting together different combinations along the offensive front. You know, we've had some guys It's it's had a really good couple of weeks. Uh, there, there continues to be movement along the offensive line. Uh, I don't know how many different combinations we practiced with the ones today, uh, but it was a lot, you know, whether it's um, Wanye Morris at left tackle or Jameer Johnson or, or Marcus Tatum or, you know, taking um, 
uh, Brandon Kennedy at, at center and Ryan Johnson at center or maybe playing Ryan Johnson at guard or, or right tackle or, or moving Riley Locklear around. I mean, so there's the, you got you throwing Jerome and Kron. There's there's those guys have we've played a lot of different combinations up front. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, the productivity, you know, as a group when they're in there, right? So, um, and I only know that once I watch the tape. Yeah, so there's Jeremy Pruitt talking about having to go back and watch the film. And another part of this conversation is not knowing exactly what the status is with Trey Smith. There continues to be optimism that he can play football for Tennessee this fall, but you don't know that. And you also don't know that he'll be available all season long. And you don't know if other players will deal with, deal with injury. Uh, Nathan Niehaus left the Tennessee football team just a few days ago, so there's a guy that could have at least factored into the equation or would have been an option if somebody goes down. Now he is not. So you move players around in practice in case you do deal with one of those injuries. If Jameer Johnson is your starting left tackle or guard and he goes down, well, then somebody's probably going to be moved into that spot. Or it could be Jerome Carvin, a second-year offensive lineman, who was mentioned there. Is Karon Calvert for sure a starter? If not, could it be Ryan Johnson, who's also probably your backup center, Carvin has been an option at center as well. And remember, talking about Brandon Kennedy, he seems pretty well locked into a starting center position. He is coming off a torn ACL, so there is no guarantee there. And Marcus Tatum has been projected as the starting right tackle. Let's say that Wanya Morris is your starting left tackle. If he struggles, could they say, let's give Marcus a shot there as he has played at left tackle. He saw some time there last year after Trey Smith had to leave the team. So a lot of it is planning in case you deal with some other scenario that you don't expect. I think Tennessee's coaching staff has done a pretty good job with that. The other part is Tennessee still may not know exactly who will be starting along the offensive line. My guess is that Tennessee's coaching staff is getting closer to finding an answer just because look how close we are. We're 12 days away from Tennessee playing a football game and just a few days away from Tennessee heading into game week mode. I'll give you an update on that coming up in a few minutes as well from Jeremy Pruitt. But uh, there's just so much unknown with every single player on the offensive line. I don't know how Tennessee's coaching staff could feel like it has a ton of answers until it goes out and plays a football game. Okay, how about to the other side of the ball? The defensive line. It's almost like it's political season. I feel like I have to give equal discussion time to the defensive line if I talk about the offensive line. So several days ago, Jeremy Pruitt said nobody is really standing out among the defensive linemen. So the question remains, is anybody emerging? And before I get to that, how about the daily question of Aubrey Solomon? Is there an update with him and his status from the NCAA as Solomon hopes to play right away as a transfer? The answer is simply no. It could come at any time. Maybe by the time you hear this show, word has come out. Maybe not, though, as well. Tennessee continues to wait. So how about the other guys? Is anybody standing out among the defensive linemen? This was Jeremy Pruitt's answer. You know, I see guys that um, have some ability. Um, you know, they got to learn how to play, learn how we want them to play, uh, whether it's technique or um, the effort, uh, the toughness, or, um, you know, maybe it's just know-how, right? Uh, the more you're you're in a program, you have a lot better understanding of the people around you and how it fits, how the puzzle kind of fits together defensively. Um, you know, but there's there's several guys um, that have improved up front, um, and, and we still got a long ways to go there, right? So uh, they got to continue to work hard every single day. We can't take a day off. Uh, 
and we've got to continue to improve over the course of the season. That sounds like a no as it relates to the question, is anybody emerging? Part of it, though, could be Jeremy Pruitt just doesn't want to say because we did hear Tracy Rocker say last week that Latrell Bumpus is standing out as a pass rusher on the defensive line, and Rocker praised Greg Emerson for what he's been able to do as a run stopper at the nose tackle position. And that opinion, I doubt, comes without any kind of conversation from Tennessee's head coach or defensive coordinator in Derek Ansley. So that did give us an idea last week. Jeremy Pruitt probably just isn't going to say until those guys get out there and play a game. And to me, that's pretty understandable. So I'd say between now and a week from Saturday when Tennessee goes out and plays a game, here's a bold prediction for me. The conversation around the offensive and defensive lines is pretty much going to be the same. Guys are working hard. They're working on different combinations. Different guys are doing different things well. And there's still some inconsistency and a lot of questions. And we're not going to get any answers until Tennessee plays Georgia State and BYU. And probably a few weeks after that, we'll still be at least asking some questions about the lines of scrimmage. We're going to talk about it more over the next couple of weeks, but I'm probably going to start looking throughout the rest of the roster as well because a lot of the conversation continues to be the same. That doesn't take away from the importance, though. I think the two biggest keys for Tennessee right now would be to figure out what it has up front on the offensive and defensive lines because that, along with how Jarrett Garantano plays and is he healthy, still comes back to the offensive line, doesn't it? Those two position groups up front are going to largely determine what happens with Tennessee's football season. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, Tennessee gets big recruiting news this past weekend. Tennessee hopes for more good recruiting news coming up here in the next several days. And Jeremy Pruitt tells you what's coming up next for Tennessee with its practice schedule as camp is just about over. Tennessee's about to transition into game week mode before the Vols play Georgia State on August 31st. I'll get to that right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which also hosts Locked On NFL. And the new Locked On NFL is a great source for you to get ready for the season, which is just a few weeks away. They're halfway through the preseason. Get expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson. The show is hosted by Brian Peacock. It's Locked On NFL, your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals, and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Tennessee received really good news on Friday afternoon when outside linebacker defensive end B.J. Ojolari announced his commitment to Tennessee. He chose the Vols over Auburn and LSU. Alabama, Florida, and Georgia had also been in the picture for one of the top pass rushers in college football. He goes to Marietta High School in Georgia. That's a school that keeps getting talked about because 
Tennessee freshman wide receiver Ramel Keaton is on campus. He went to Marietta. Marietta quarterback Harrison Bailey is committed to Tennessee in the 2020 class. And then you have Eric Gilbert, one of the best athletes in the 20 class, who also attends Marietta High School, and he's considering Tennessee. So the Vols have had really good success at that high school and, of course, recruiting Marietta and recruiting Atlanta the entire state of Georgia is going to be a huge priority for Tennessee moving forward. It already has. Getting Ojolari into the class is a big boost because Tennessee really needs pass rush help. How much have we talked about that on the defensive side? The guy who stands out as Tennessee's best pass rusher is Daryl Taylor. He's a fifth-year senior. He will not be back next season. So Tennessee needs to find some help and probably find somebody who will have a chance to come in and compete right away. Ojolari is that. Now, Tennessee will go after some other big-time pass rushers in this class as well. The next player to watch would be Trayvon Ribka from Dixon County in Tennessee. He is choosing tomorrow between Tennessee and Kentucky, and the Vols look to be in pretty good shape. He's one of the top players in the state of Tennessee, and the Vols have placed, I think, a greater emphasis on in-state recruiting for the 20 class. So I'll give you a reminder on tomorrow's show, but Trayvon Ribka is a player to pay attention to as he is set to announce his decision tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, defensive back Mordecai McDaniel will make his announcement and his decision will come down to Tennessee, Florida, and Penn State. McDaniel is also a teammate of wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett, who is committed to LSU, but is still considering other schools, including Tennessee. The Vols are in really good shape, I think, at least, in the battle for Jarrett, who's considering Maryland. Several schools have been in the picture there. He's been, again, committed to LSU, but Tennessee, I think, likes its chances. If Tennessee can get McDaniel, that would not hurt in trying to get Jarrett. Another player who's trying to help Tennessee in that regard would be quarterback Harrison Bailey recruiting on behalf of Tennessee. And then there's still a long way to go with this recruitment, but outside linebacker Savelle Smalls announced a top six over the weekend, and Tennessee is among those six schools. The others are Alabama, Florida State, Oregon, Washington, and Washington State. So Tennessee is among the big boys in fighting for Savelle Smalls, one of the top 10 players in the country when you look to the composite ranking out of the state of Washington. And again, a long way to go, but Tennessee has made a nice impression early. Tennessee hopes to win some games on the field this fall to further impress Smalls and get him to believe even more in what Tennessee is trying to get done. So a few recruiting notes for you as getting ready for the start of the season remains the biggest priority for Tennessee's coaching staff, but recruiting never stops. I mentioned a few names there. Savelle Smalls, the composite, has him as the number nine player in the country. Eric Gilbert from Marietta, Georgia, he's the number 10 player in the country. The Vols remain in, uh, I think, strong contention for Darnell Washington, an athlete out of Las Vegas. He's the number 12 player in the country. Tennessee is playing with the big boys. Rakeem Jarrett is a top 20 player, and that's just from rattling off a few names. You have Noah Sewell, Reggie Grimes is an in-state guy, Jay Hardy from down in Chattanooga, Tyler Barron, a bunch of highly touted guys that Tennessee remains in the uh, picture with, and a long way to go with those guys on the recruiting trail as well. The updated rankings with Tennessee landing, Ojolari, by the way, has Tennessee ranked number 24 in the country, according to rivals, and number 22 according to the 247 Sports Composite. Both of those rankings put Tennessee at number 10 
in the SEC. It's a reminder of how competitive it is. So Tennessee was off on Sunday after scrimmaging on Saturday. The Vols get back to work today. Jeremy Pruitt offered an update on Saturday and what Tennessee's plans would be after taking the day off on Sunday. And then we'll start uh, for the next three days. Uh, we'll take some opponents that we have early in the season uh, and we'll spend a day on each one of them and We'll probably, you know, start getting into uh, our game week prep probably about Thursday uh, and spend, you know, probably three days uh, this week at the latter part of the week. So we'll work on lots of opponents this week. And we've done it all, all fall camp, you know, since day six. We've been working uh, on some component of somebody we play. So Tennessee is getting ready to transition its focus on the practice field, which means Tennessee has to really figure out where it is from a personnel standpoint, the guys that Tennessee will be counting on in games. Game week for us will really be next week. Game week for Tennessee, just a few days away. So we are getting closer. Thanks so much for being here on Locked on Vols. Coming up on tomorrow's show, you'll hear... Jeremy Pruitt talking about quarterback Jarrett Garantano. We'll talk about some of the position battles that still remain across the board. I'll try to do a better job of looking across the roster for you on tomorrow's show. As I've said before, if you do have time to rate and review the show on iTunes, that is a big help. Subscribe and download the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, the third-party apps as well. And you can tell your smart speaker at home to play podcasts locked on V-O-L-S and it'll be right there for you. Here five days a week covering what's going on with Tennessee. It is Locked on Vols. My name's Josh Ward. Thanks for being here today, and I'll see you again tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day